0: The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink. And I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. I wonder how Packers fans feel about Roger Goodell endorsing NFL officiating this week in Las Vegas ahead of the Super Bowl I think there are Packers fans out there who feel like the Packers got robbed in that game against the 49ers specifically in the first half On some calls, on some decisions, maybe the spot of the ball, maybe an intentional grounding call that wasn't called for Brock Purdy. And I want to hear from Roger Goodell because this to me seems like the wrong way to go about things. When everybody is up in arms about how officiating needs to be better and there seem to be very simple solutions to ensure that it is better... And all the money that you've got being bet on NFL games and all the investment emotionally and whatnot that people have on these games. We just talked to Adam Schefter about how many people are watching top 50 events last year. How many of them were football games? Let's take a listen to Roger Goodell, who was asked about the state of officiating once again this week in Las Vegas.
1: Let's move on to officiating. A lot of scrutiny and this season. What are you doing to assess the officials, and to improve their credibility.
2: We even had scrutiny yesterday in the Pro Bowl games. So I think, you know, listen, in a, a professional sports and all sports, officiating is part of that. Uh, I think in the NFL, the level of scrutiny is at the highest I've ever seen it. And that's part of our popularity, I understand that. It's part of the technology. You all do such a great job that you see more than you could ever see in officiating. The game is faster. I think our officials do a great job. They are superior. But at the end of the day, no one's perfect, Uh, whether it's all of us that watches the games or play the games or coach the games or the officials. Uh, We have to continue to try to get better. We have to work, use technology where we can to try to improve uh, their performance, let them use technology to make sure they get the right answer. Uh, But I think they do an incredible job, but we're going to keep working to get better ultimately.
0: Chew, your reaction to Roger Goodell's statement about the state of NFL officiating?
2: People
3: bitch to bitch. That's all they do. Well,
0: how, how would you know that?
3: They do it about every sport. What do they talk about baseball, Gabe? Balls and strikes, mm-hmm. right? What do they do about the NBA basketball? Same thing, officiating. What do they do in uh, uh, kids' sports? Unfortunately. All they do is complain, right? That's all they do, Right yep so someone's going to complain, and one side isn't going to complain because they get the calls now yes, are there horrible calls at times I don't think it's as bad as people say it is or think it is, but they just complain about every single sport right because it doesn't go in their favor that's how I see it well you know i I don't think it's yeah of course there's calls that are just bad i mean it's a t- it's a thankless tough job could they do more probably do they need to go full-time in the NFL no these guys are going to twiddle their thumbs all day long you're not going to sit there in as official and watch eight hours of film in in March I I, I just think it, it's getting to the point where just the complaining about everything is just nauseating I I,
4: I don't think that the league's really going to do that much about it because why would they Record well, number think, of people, Chew, are tuning in for the NFC yeah. and AFC championship games. It's clearly not affecting people wanting to consume your product. Like, I mean, seriously. And, and Adam Schefter just ran it down. The top 46 of the 50 are all football games in terms of what we watch in this country. Yeah, I think that's what you say if you're Roger Goodell, but I honestly don't think that the NFL is going to look into making officials full time. I think that, okay, we'll try to make some tweaks here and there, but I can't imagine. That the owners, the 31 owners plus Mark Murphy, are going to go, hey, let's go ahead and try to spend more money on this problem. Would they want to spend more money on this quote-unquote problem or pocket the profits? My guess is they'd want to
0: pocket the profits. I understand where you're coming from. I think it's totally insane. I think you have an obligation when you run any sport to make sure that people are getting it right as often as possible. Especially... When there are billions and billions of dollars being exchanged, betting on the outcomes of these games. It is insane to me that anybody would sit there and say, I get your point, Gabe. Why would they change it? Because everything's gravy for them right now, right? Everything's going really, really, really well. But from a consumer standpoint, I want to know that the right call is being made. That teams aren't getting penalized unfairly. That teams aren't getting unfair advantages by bad calls on the field. I think that's pretty simple, Right, I'm sitting at my son's basketball game last night, and again, a couple of refs, and I I don't criticize refs. I don't. Other people in the stands do, and there was a lot of criticism for these guys. They were making calls on the opposite side of the court Foul calls where there's a guy standing right there, but the guy who's standing right there isn't seeing it, but the guy across the court is seeing it. Then there's a call and they're reversing it. They're chit chatting. They're like, so it became quite a mess. It was like, you know, once you start to have that start to domino and roll snowball, if you will, then the fans get a little less confident in your ability to get the next right. call right. And I just think, too, there are ways to ensure. Look, we talk about Major League Baseball and how Major League Baseball was like, we're getting too much wrong and it is affecting the outcome of these games. And the margin for error is too small for us to be getting them wrong. So they went ahead and added instant replay. And they're talking about, you know, balls and strikes and all that type of stuff. Like, I just feel like the technology exists to get more calls correct. And I understand the criticism about slowing down the game. But at the end of the day, I think the job is to get it right. And if there are ways to get it right more often, you should explore all those options.
3: But, But, Jen, to your point about You know, the youth sports. Who the hell wants to referee those games? Who? You want to do that for $28 a game to listen just people just scream and yell at the officials? Gabe, you've done it before, right? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. What's the worst thing about officiating or umpiring those games?
0: Oh, parents. A thousand percent. Who the hell wants to do that? Sure, and that is at the low levels, but at the high levels, we're talking about professionals. So again, no, there's got to be a way to incentivize them or there's got to be technology that you can assist them with or give them to get the calls correct. I mean, there's a list here. I'm looking at sportsillustrated.com and they've got an incident from week 1, week 1, week 4, week 6, week 7, week 13, week 13, week 16, week 17 that were let's see what they let's see the distinction that they give them. Controversial calls in the NFL to say nothing of the ones that I've got over here on the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel between the Packers and the Niners.
3: Yeah, but subjective calls. I, I don't think people understand. They watch it on TV, how fast this game moves. Okay. When I was very early in my career, I was injured on the sideline watching this game going, I have to be insane to play this game. How hasn't anyone died on this field? You got two hundred eighty pound people running four sixes and running into one another, this game is fast. And when you're dealing with subjective calls where you got to make a decision in a second and a half, it ain't easy. Now, I I agree there should be more training, but let me ask you this. What do the, the NBA officials and what do the MLB officials do in the offseason?
4: Uh, nothing, because that's their full-time job.
3: Yeah, nothing. So you're going to have a bunch of referees, Jen, who have been doing this job for a long time. And I think the top ones make about two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they're successful people. Ed Hockley was a was a lawyer in San Diego. You think he's going to turn down making maybe a million and a half dollars to go full time, where the he can't do that anymore, in in officiate football for two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year? Ain't going to happen. I yeah. think the NFL so then, has
0: plenty of money to compensate I those agree. guys accordingly, and I think you would find a number of people who would want to be an NFL ref. But full-time. are
3: they good? But are they well? Are they good? But it's kind of the not same doing thing as something you something else sport.
0: almost ensures that you are better at that task than you would be while you're splitting your time, right? I, I all of a sudden, you got all this free time on your hands, Chew. It feels like you could be investing that free time in getting better at being an official. I,
4: but that's the thing. I just don't see the NFL investing that money into their officiating.
1: I, I think at this point, it's a fool's errand to view issues with officiating as a bug instead of a feature. What the NFL does and knows is that their game is going to succeed regardless of incorrect calls and they benefit from the long stage of conversation that happens after it. I think if you want to change things – Look at how they measure the distance and what first and ten. And yeah. They're Two using,
0: sticks and a chain. They're yes. using
1: antiquated things that they used back in the Roman Empire to measure distances. Yes. And it now you want these guys to be making absolute split second decisions, correct decisions on marking the ball, on did a player get there too early. This is now Adam Schefter put words to the uh executives aren't happy. The last time the executives weren't ha- happy and they made changes, they made probably the worst decision in the history of the sport and made uh, interference reviewable. So they can say, yeah, we're going to try and make these guys happy, but leaving it up to those people doesn't make the game any better. I understand things get wrong and your team your team doesn't benefit from every single call, but boo-hoo. And it's part of the game. It's sports. Yeah, sure. It is what sports is. Well,
4: and at the end of the day... What they're selling isn't necessarily sports or competition. It's entertainment. Yes, 100%. And entertainment, to Josh's point, talking about those calls, giving you something to talk about to bridge the gap between this Sunday and next Sunday, that's all part of what the NFL's selling. And... That's all part of their entertainment product that they're making billions upon billions but of dollars off of. then don't
0: talk to me about the integrity of the game. Then don't talk to me about the integrity of the shield. Then don't pretend that you're trying to protect some sort of getting it right, getting it wrong. We want it to be the best team going forward. No, it ends up being the team that benefited the most from the calls in the game. And that is very different than your standard understanding of sports winners and sports losers. Right, like If I'm teaching my kids, guys, go out there, do your best. If you're the best team, you're going to win. Do I need to have a caveat of, or if the officials give the other team more calls, you might lose, but it doesn't mean you weren't the best team. It just means on that day, you didn't get the nod. You know what I mean? Like It's crazy to think that this is actually a part of conversation that we are having. And we're doing it because the NFL is so wildly successful that there's no real incentive for them to change it.
1: How many games are in an NFL season? Sixteen per week, eighteen
0: the fact that you are asking us to do math two hundred
4: I think it's like two fifty six or something. How many of those games is the
1: outcome determined by poor officiating?
0: How many is Is it less than five? Let me ask you a question how many is too many? Uh, And as the stakes get higher, we always talk about in the NFL how every game matters, unlike we argue in the NBA, unlike we know in Major League Baseball, every game, every outcome matters.
1: The have has there been a a Super Bowl champion that we thought, wow, those guys were helped all the way to the Super Bowl in a Super Bowl win? Not
0: helped all the way, but I guarantee there are Packers fans out there, Josh, who think that yeah. the Packers got some bad calls. I also think... but they also, some bad
4: calls. But they also got assisted some calls. Like, I think yeah. of the pass interference call against Kansas City. MBS. Like, if that one... Late in the game? If that one, that one did not get called. If it gets called, Packers lose that game, Packers aren't in the Super Bowl. Or, excuse me, Packers aren't in the playoffs.
3: Mm. Like, because now they're 8-9. And there's no guarantees that going full-time, yeah, might assist them to do a better job. But look at baseball. Baseball's full-time. Their
1: umpires still suck. Everyone keeps saying more training and more more technology. What? what no one's told me how that's going to fix officiating. Like, well, how, I think no. more like, what, training what is,
0: is like anything else. You're getting more reps. So you're not just doing it. Uh, on Sundays, Mondays, or Thursdays, well, you're getting more reps in the uh, in the off season doing that, and then when it's happening in real speed, it's not as bang bang. It slows that, down. It sounds
1: like fantasy world,
0: it's, but it's not. That's how yeah, it, it is.
1: is. <laughs> I totally, I totally think it is.
0: I don't the think the more reps I don't you think, get, where at any skill set, the easier I don't it think is Sean, to do are do getting those reps? Where
1: are you getting those reps?
4: They're going to put together. They're going to grab twenty two guys and do. <laughs> Practice games for you to officiate in April? I'm sure you can
0: find football games that these guys could be officiating or at least consulting on. But probably, guys, virtual reality. Like I told you last year. Jaden Daniels feels like he got better, became the Heisman Trophy winner because he was using virtual reality to speed up what he was seeing on the field so that when he was actually playing for LSU, what was happening on the field was slower than how he was training. Maybe there's a way they implement technology in that space and referees have to go through the virtual reality, the virtual training, like guys who hop in a simulator in NASCAR or something like that. I don't know what the answer is. I just know that they should get it right more often than they are, and that it is affecting games, and it is affecting people's bottom lines and their gambling.
4: Oh, they don't care about the game. They don't
0: care about that, but that's why fans care. Well, sure,
4: but... You're also, consumers but, care. But, but also, part of gambling is, like, you don't know. Like, it's not guaranteed, so you're, you're kind of risking your money there no matter what, and my, I guess if you lose a game because of, like, ESPN does bad beats, and sometimes that that ends up being a part of that. I just,
1: that That's not something I necessarily I, care about. I've lost untold amounts of money because players got injured when I'm betting a player prop. I can't control that. I've never once been like, man, I wish... Potawatomi would give me my money because they got the end of the game but call But you're comparing wrong.
0: an injury which is a fluky no, thing I'm saying, to like, somebody who gets a call wrong, which is also
4: a fluky thing. But it shouldn't right. be fluky. So they should be 100% correct 100% of the time.
0: I'm not saying 100% because people make mistakes and so long as you have the human element in a game there are going to be mistakes. I'm saying they shouldn't be happening at the clip they're happening.
3: Well, well,
4: I don't think the, it's
0: that I don't I honestly don't think it's yeah. that high. Field, what do they get 95% of calls correct?
3: The field issue at the Super Bowl should tell you that the NFL doesn't care. Correct. They don't. They that,
4: care that, is, that is easily fixable, too, And they don't player give a rip safety, about
3: that. Player safety, yeah, let's have a game every day. You think they give a – as long as you're not making money for them, they could care less
0: could care less 800-990-3776 folks weighing in on our ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line Jared saying the NFL needs to look at a sky judge like the XFL had just the ability for one person with all of the views to overrule the call on the field Chewy can attest to this Dave from Aaron says you could have a damn flag on every single play if you look Mm -hmm. hard enough people need to stop complaining about it 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. Roger Goodell weighing in on the state of officiating in the NFL. Do you think it is good enough? We'll put it on the Jen Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll so you can weigh in on that. Gabe?
4: Last place to shop Diamond Engagement Rings in Milwaukee. Of course, it's only at the Jewelry Center. They helped me out when it was time for me to propose to my wife, and they can help you out as well. Now, I kind of had an idea. Of what my wife wanted, went in, they showed me a couple of options, eventually I picked what I thought was the right ring. She said yes, so I think she would agree. But maybe you're somebody who doesn't quite have that idea. Well, The Jewelry Center has put a great team in place that they can help you out. Maybe go on her Pinterest board, see if she's got any ideas saved on there. Come into the store, and the great team at the Jewelry Center are going to be able to help you out. Maybe you're just looking to give some stud earrings. With Valentine's Day coming up, Jewelry Center has options. Two, carat total weight diamonds, lab growing, naturally mined. Because, of course, it's the Jewelry Center. They always have options for you. Learn more about the diamond jewelry selection at shoptjc.com or stop in at any one of the three locations, Greenfield, Brookfield, or in Burlington. Make sure every time you stop at the Jewelry Center, you tell them that Gabe and Chewy sent you.
3: This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. 363. What's
4: that? Oh, the no. number of yards they gave up on the ground against the Philadelphia Oh, the oh. Bible
0: verse. John 363. Look it up. Tell us what it says. I thought says. it
3: was Joe 363 <laughs> and it was, Thou shalt not get
2: past me on the line of scrimmage.
3: <laughs> on 94.5 ESPN.
0: Concrete surfaces in your floor. Let me tell you about Showtime Floors and Floor Shield. It's used by military bases, airports, businesses, and, of course, residential homes, too. Floor Shield is designed to beautify and protect concrete surfaces. What does that mean for you? It means if you're driving into your garage and you're seeing cracks or uneven surfaces, Floor Shield and Showtime Floors is for you. It's eco-friendly. It's non-toxic. It's UV-stable. You can use it on patios as well. And enjoy a 15-year warranty against wear. Find offers of up to $300 off, plus mention ESPN for 10% off. Get more information by visiting ShowtimeFloors.com, ShowtimeFloors.com. We've been talking this morning about the Packers switching to a 4-3 defense and Chewy saying he is excited about it. We put it on the Jen Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll. You can weigh in on it. Are you nervous about it or are you more excited? Because it does seem like things had sort of run their course with Joe Barry, et cetera. Although, side note, how about all those guys who the Packers jettisoned off, getting jobs well, like I mean, right away, like immediately?
4: That's the way the NFL works, isn't it? Is
0: it because Mike Vrabel is still sitting out there? And well, I thought because he, was he be a, one of the most like uh, biggest candidates for any job out there, and he's sitting there twiddling his thumbs, going, "What did I do wrong?" Well,
4: if he wanted an assistant job, like there, are, I mean, how many assistant jobs are out there? Right? There's only 32 of the head jobs, and only a handful of those become open every hey. year. If Mike Vrabel wanted to be an assistant, he could still get scooped up today. I'm, I guarantee you there are teams that would fire their defensive coordinator today to hire Vrabel. But he's... I mean, why would
3: he do that? But I'm shocked at the regurge. How they just regurg... Like Luke Getzey, who was a disaster in Chicago. Now? Then he gets the offensive coordinator. I mean... What did they do? So let's talk about Joe, that for a minute, Sheila. Joe Barry takes the cake, though. That one was the best hire.
0: It goes down to Miami. So let's talk about that. Is that just the state of, of officiating? Boom, wrong conversation. The state of coaching in the NFL? I mean, I actually think Matt LaFleur going back, and it's not that big of a reach, but it is going outside the box to go get Jeff Halfley as his defensive coordinator, a guy who was a head coach at the Division I collegiate level. But is it just so much fear of... Taking a risk on an unknown, somebody who is relatively unknown by the public or who doesn't have a huge resume. Like, I'm trying to figure out why guys who clearly underperformed in their previous professions, and you could use Joe Barry as the example of this before he got to Green Bay,
4: just end up with jobs. Well, there's there's, so one of the reasons I think Joe Barry got three chances at being a defensive coordinator. Three strikes you're out. Well, he was clearly a good positional coach, right? Yeah. So, in order to get hired, like he, so him getting a job as a positional coach again makes a ton of sense to me because clearly he was trusted at that position before. Um, but yeah, the, the the ones that don't make sense to me Chu, is when you suck at that position. Again, the reason why the Packers hired Joe Barry. hey, you sucked at this position, why you get another chance? The Luke gets you, hey, you sucked in Chicago as an OC, like maybe you could be a receivers coach. May, again, maybe you could be a quarterbacks coach again, but. You're not very good as an offensive coordinator. Why are you getting that chance again? That's Those are the ones that I can't seem to make And that's what sense. I'm
0: saying. What is that? Is that just a fear of going outside the box? Is it a fear of bringing in a relative unknown? Because, well, at least this person has existed in NFL walls before. They've been in the building. They kind of know the minutia and how it all works. Like I'm trying to figure out if it's... Too big of a risk to go out and get somebody who doesn't have that resume, who mm. may have a good football brain chew, Like because it does seem like an awful lot of coaches do the regurge. This is just a carousel yeah. of guys hopping on and hopping off at different spots.
3: It, it, that is part of it, and the other part is it's an old boys network.
4: It's,
0: it's, it's like, exactly hey, you remember
3: when, when I took your nephew on and he didn't work out real well? You kind of owe me one here, you know? There is, there's a lot, a lot of that, and there's a lot of, lot of fear. I mean, I rather, I rather have an unknown as opposed to a guy that's been doing it a while for a while. That sucks.
4: But I mean, I got to right? imagine you like for because your kid is in coaching like that's yeah. got to be such a hard thing to break through and and he's bounced around you know he's been at division one he's been now an OC at the division two level and just trying to work your way up i got to imagine that's so incredibly hard because of the old boys network
3: he's on the move again yeah and it's part of well you know obviously you've got to be a good coach in order to move up and then I don't know some guys just hit a roadblock where they just can't grow and get any better that's why you see the game pass a lot of these guys by but they're so important like the Packers are, it is so important for Halfley to get let me say let's say there's six let's say there's eight uh, assistants to a defensive coordinator you got to have four good ones Because you can't do it all yourself. There's not enough hours in the day in order for you to do it yourself, and you have to be able to trust these guys. I'm looking at the offensive side of the ball under Holmgren. He didn't really trust one, two, one, two. I want to say he trusted four.
0: I thought he was going into the owl there. (laughs) Yeah. A one,
3: a two, a a
2: three. So he trusted (laughs)
0: four. He trusted
3: four. The other three were essentially babysitters, you know. That's what you need. You're never gonna. You're rarely gonna get all seven that give you input that you're gonna listen to. So if you get half of the staff, that's good. You got the potential to have a pretty good defense if you got the players.
0: I mean, we're talking about this Campanelli guy who's coming to be the linebackers coach, and Adam Schefter told us he comes from a football family. You know, so
3: well. I I don't look at so much that I look at. Look, he he was he was a considered for two defensive coordinator jobs. So the guy's got to be doing something right. That's what I look at. 100%.
0: So. No, I, I want to make sure. I wasn't trying to say yeah. it's a bad thing that they went with a guy like that. I'm simply saying, like, so often it seems like what you hand down, it's like handing down, as opposed to handing down this brooch from my grandmother. You're <laughs> handing down your football <laughs> knowledge, and then those guys take the football knowledge and turn it into careers.
4: Yeah. Here's your jockstrap, son. It was my father's yeah. before mine.
3: Don't smell it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, man. I am going through a move right now. We talked about it earlier this week. My wife and I... We closed on our house last Friday, trying to move stuff over. And look, it's it's tough at the end of the day when you're kind of doing a slower move to have something, oh man, I got to make dinner now. That's where Palermo's comes in handy for me. Because after a long day, I still want something that's going to taste good. And Palermo's has a great pizza for every occasion because they have so many different brands, whether it's Palermo's, Connie's, Urban Pie, Surfer Boy, Screaming Sicilian. They have a pizza for every appetite. And they've been doing this for over 60 years. That's why they know what they're doing when it comes to frozen pizza. So whether it's in the house I'm in right now or the house I'm about to move into, I'm always going to have Palermo's in my freezer. Find your Palermo's pizza and your grocer's frozen food aisle. Palermo's. It's Wisconsin's hometown pizza.
3: You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I mean, this world is geared towards women. why I am stepping away from this. Goodbye. Like, what do we get? They get a comb that dries your hair. We get a stupid razor. (laughs) I mean, what's the coolest thing we get? Um, They get the hair dryer. (laughs) Control. On 94.5 ESPN.
0: guests in studio particularly when they bring us food and goodies and justin mccoy is here from cousin subs to let us know what is going on with the company and look at this headband you have to be watching on the youtube stream but i've got this bobby portis headband you've got one on too yeah partnership with feeding america um i i kind of love this does it look good is it a good look for me
4: Hit that on It looks button. good There, there we go, go. <laughs> Alright
2: we're, here. we're
0: I, here The pregnant pause Made me very
4: insecure Something about sitting In that seat Where you just don't know You know if your microphone's on Or if you just start speaking And hopefully turn, Somebody turns it on for you Yeah
0: so whenever we have Justin in here, we talk about the free subs for a year sweepstakes. Now through September, cousin Subs enthusiasts can enter daily to win free subs for a year at CousinsSubs.com forward slash free subs. And of course, you always can tune in here to do to find out if you are the lucky winner. Justin, you always get the privilege of announcing who the lucky winner is of the Cousins Subs free subs for a year sweepstakes.
5: I do. And this morning it is Elizabeth Zizzo of Milwaukee.
0: Zizzo is a great last That's name. That's a great name, it yes. Is. I'm <laughs> a big fan of that. Uh, to date, Cousin Subs has received more than 45,000 entries from guests looking to satisfy their local cravings all year long. Remind us, Justin, how people can enter the sweepstakes to win Cousins Subs for a year.
5: Very simple. Go to CousinSubs.com slash free subs and then you can enter daily. And then we draw the winner each time before I come on here for the midweek meal ticket.
4: Alright, the big guy's down in Florida, so let's go ahead and make him jealous, because it seems like you're forcing us, against our own will, to try some of the new good stuff you guys have at Cousin Subs.
5: Well, as I mentioned, you know, you guys are creatures of habit and order the same thing every time I come in, (laughs) so I said to the team today, I said, when we have new products, we're just going to bring it in, sit it down in front of them, and we'll get them to try it. So today we have in front of you our new lobster salad sub, which is uh, Uh, lobster, (laughs) (laughs)
3: lobster,
5: real lobster meat mixed with their mayo, lettuce, onion, tomato, and finish with old bay seasoning, chew, exactly chew your seasoning. That's exactly the
0: reaction that what we I was expected you to have. How <laughs> right.
3: long is it going to be around, Justin?
5: Uh, it'll be around until <laughs> about mid April.
3: All right. I'm coming back Sunday. All right. So you got
5: time. And then on in the addition, way back from the airport, there yeah. you go. Well, uh, you could get it at the airport if you're coming through Terminal C.
1: Oh, I think good. I am mm-hmm. something. Again, to... stop.
5: Whoa. How is that?
0: <laughs> it's very good. Wow. It's...
5: I, I'm I'm not a huge seafood fan, so it was like my goal in life to find uh, you know a product that I liked for Lent. And we met with our chefs and some of the guys that we work with at one of our distributors, and they came out with this lobster meat. And I'm like, we can make this well, work.
4: Your guys' tuna is usually one of my go-to's during yeah, Lent mine too. Because it's easy, just like Friday for lunch. Oh, I'll just swing by Cousin Subs. Grab it. now. I think I have a new one that I'm going to swing by and grab Fridays during lunch. Very
0: and- fresh, very tangy. The Old Bay seasoning is perfect. I don't even like lettuce. Like I, you guys, famously, oh. you guys know I hate lettuce, but I didn't even mind it on there. The crunch that it gave, the texture it gave, was amazing. Um, but you also brought us classic cheese fries, so I'm going to have to uh, dabble in some of those. Are you housing the cheese fries? Can you share the cheese fries, please? I mean, they're Cousin Subs fries which are already tremendous.
4: Um, and, oh, man, they got the chili ones here, too. Do you want chili ones or regular ones? Chili cheese fries, please. All uh, right.
5: Yeah, so, so this there's is chili
3: a, on the fries?
5: Yeah, so we have chili cheese fries, <laughs> yeah. cheese fry. Bless America. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, this is Wisconsin cheese, so this is a cheddar supreme cheese sauce. Uh, you can get it on cheese fries. The chili cheese fries will be seasonal. And then also, if you want to get any sub with the cheese sauce on, you can. So if you're Ooh. if you're a Philly fan, uh, I've been I've been fooling around doing the uh, our chicken bacon cheddar and steak bacon cheddar and substituting out the cheddar cheese and putting the cheese sauce on. It's delicious.
0: Fantastic. Ooh. And this would be perfect for Sunday, right? Big oh, game. This is- oh, yeah. yeah. Invite the- people over. Grab a couple dishes of this. I feel like people could scoop this onto their plates as you watch the big game this weekend. Um, so we've got the new products and you guys also have this Bucky's got game. The chili's really good by the steaks.
5: way. Yeah,
0: coming I'm up.
3: Watching you on the stream breathe a little bit <laughs> for crying out loud. Holy <laughs> smoke.
0: Well, I'm just, you know,
4: Justin wanted us to try it. So I'm trying to, you know, just trying to help them out and try all the great things they brought you
0: in. You can always watch us on the YouTube stream. That's at the ESPN Milwaukee account. Okay, so you're partnering with the University of Wisconsin to send one lucky college basketball fan to the twenty twenty four men's basketball tournament in Minneapolis from Wednesday, March thirteenth through Sunday, March seventeenth. How do folks get involved with that?
5: Yeah, so for this one, they just go to CousinsSubs.com slash Badgers. This is a partnership we've had for a long time with UW Athletics. Um, this is always a great time. So this is actually uh, the winners get passes to every session of the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, we got you know Badgers playing really well. And uh, I believe this is the first year up in Minneapolis. I mean, it's been yeah. bouncing between Indy and United Center for quite a while. So I think it'd be pretty cool to go up to Minneapolis for that. Uh, not only that, but we put them up in a hotel and we give them a travel, travel stipend, too. So oh, it's a nice. pretty cool trip.
4: One of the things that you guys always do, and it's near and dear to my heart because I love the high school athletics, and in in Wisconsin, you guys being a Wisconsin company, and once again, you're giving away scholarships this year.
5: Yeah, so once again, we're doing the Driven at Heart Scholarship Contest. Uh, We're running that through the month of February, so just encourage everyone to go there and sign up for that. Uh, They can submit their application at CousinSubs.com, Driven at Heart, and as we talked about last year, this is in partnership now with Donald Driver, who's a partner with us at six stores up in the Fox Valley. So not only will they win a scholarship, our our four winners, but then they will get an opportunity to go to the uh, Wisconsin Hall of Fame Ceremony and meet Donald Driver, which is going to be pretty cool. It's Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, I just saw the other day. I saw Prince Fielder is going to be one of the uh, mm. um, inductees, so that'll be that'll be great. And uh, I believe Steve Stricker also. I've, I'm forgetting the third one off the top of my head right now, but our student athletes will get to meet them. They also get to bring their parents to the event, and it's just a great time. Uh, you know, we really enjoy it, and Donald, you know, embraces it, and and he's just been a great partner for us.
0: Got a huge kick out of seeing Donald Driver in the new Gummy Bears commercial. Have you guys seen that where they do the kid voices? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. so good. It's on social media right now. I'm sure you'll see it um, this weekend during the big game as well. I want to talk to you about the Milwaukee Bucks because obviously they made the transition from Adrian Griffin and they obviously put Doc Rivers in the head coaching spot. And we thought maybe things would kind of change. And there's been some change as far as statistically speaking from the defensive side. But there seems to have been a regression offensively. You're a huge Bucks fan. You obviously want the team to do well. You've celebrated their success in the past. How much longer do you think this thing is going to be a little rocky? We're going to be through this transition period, and like, when are you anticipating things kind of settling up, uh, up for this squad and getting back to the Bucks that we have seen in the past?
5: I mean, I think there's concern, but aren't we at the point with this Bucks team where they are where what happens in the playoffs is all that matters? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, I think you got to give Doc time. I think you have to see what horse is going to do at the trade deadline get them out of the all-star break and see if they can get in a groove. Um, that's, that's really what I'm hanging my hat on and, and hoping that it, it all comes together. There's too much talent on the team for them not to be there. I mean, they're going to be there, but are they going to be able to perform in the playoffs and, you know, uh, take out Boston I and mean, I got Cleveland charging too. I mean, Cleveland's had a great run here. What were they? 14 and one in the last 15 games or something like that. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I hate hearing the narrative that's a dame issue. I don't think it was a dame issue. I think Dame was a great addition. Um I just from what I've looked at, when you look at the metrics, I mean, really it seems like uh the bench has been a little bit a little bit down for us. So yeah. we, ha- we have to improve the bench. But the problem is they don't have a ton of assets to improve the bench, so we'll see what <laughs> happens here.
3: Well then Justin, what was your take on the Packers season?
5: Oh, you know, chew, I predicted this.
3: <laughs> uh, you know what? I think he did.
5: I did. He did. I did
3: and then you wow. made fun of him for it,
5: you did, and called me a fan
4: <laughs> I, I think he called you a toad, <laughs> specifically he a, called a,
5: you a toad a few things no i you know I mean I think it it went as well as is what you could have hoped i mean um. It's just It was disappointing to see them lose to the 49ers just because they could have won the game. But I think uh, they accomplished everything they needed to this season. And so far, I've been pleased with the offseason, too. So we'll see what happens as they move into next year.
4: Well, with that, we've talked today about how they're going to be transitioning back to a 4-3. It's been a while since they've played a 4-3 defense. As a fan, is is that just, yeah. Yeah, I really don't care what their base defense is, or is that something that excites you?
5: I just want to see a defense come out with some attitude and bring yeah. it to an offense mm-hmm. for once in the last decade. That's what I want to see. And, you know, um, I didn't know a lot about the Boston College coach, but, you know, watching film on him, I was, I was excited after really kind of digging in and seeing the linebackers coach we just picked up from Miami. It just seems like the attitude across the board of the staff that they're hiring is, is what you want to see. Now it has to translate on the field. When's
4: just- the last time you think you saw that
5: attitude? Oh, my goodness. Nick Collins? So that Super Bowl Nick run, Collins, Charles Woodson—that yeah. run. I mean, I, 0-9, you, 10, and eleven. Yeah, I mean, it's just been so long. It's been—you look back, you look at the the defensive ratings for um, you know number of teams that Rodgers took to the playoffs, and just you, you see why we won one <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, it just would be nice to have a run. Wouldn't it be nice to have like a three, four-year run with just a solid defense? Oh yeah, it just—it just feels like forever.
0: Justin McCoy hanging out with us from Cousins Subs. We were also talking about NFL officiating this morning because Roger Goodell took some questions earlier this week talking about how, you know, it could be better, right? Like he thinks they do an exceptional job, but it can always be better. As a fan, what is your level of frustration with the NFL officiating?
1: Hi. <laughs>
5: it's just it's so inconsistent. It's so inconsistent across the board. I don't know how they fix it. Um, you know, I I think one of the ways you fix it is like when you do go to replay get it right once you go to replay. I mean that's that's probably the thing that frustrates me the most is when they at least when they do get the calls that go there and they don't fix it and they just they go with what happens. Well, and
0: cool. I think about the spot of the ball. The spot of the ball was so frustrating in that game against the Niners because everybody at home was going that's not where he was when he went down, right? And to the and I even joked about how Jordan Love, afterwards, he did a, you know, he ran with the ball and went down, and then he was like, no, 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 I'm not moving. Like, I'm not getting up until you spot this ball right where I am. Because he had seen on the previous play or a play before that how egregiously bad the spot of the ball was. Like, that to me, with all of the triangulation that they can do, I cannot believe they can't figure out where the ball actually is when the knee went down, when the elbow went down, or whatever it was. And I think teams are getting screwed. And I just think with so much money being wagered on the outcome of these games to say nothing of home field advantage for a team like the Lions or moving on for a team like the Green Bay Packers, you got to be better.
5: I, I would think so. I would think they'd want to fix it.
0: These guys say they don't. You know Why? Everybody's uh, already money. watching. Everybody's already watching. They, they just had record ratings for the NFC and
4: AFC Championship. like Numbers we haven't Gabe. seen since the 80s. Do like you think like they care?
5: Officiating is like being a weatherman. You, know, you, of, you, don't, you don't need to be right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Gabe, it's kind of
3: sounding to me like Jen might have lost a little money on the Packers. <laughs> <thing. laughs>
5: <laughs> we're gonna have to do a full audit
0: is what you're saying first of all, first of all
5: if you would have yeah. saw the look in her eyes i might agree with you.
0: first of all <laughs> nobody can see the look in my eyes because my camera's down on the youtube stream which is why i have been absolutely dominating these chili cheese fries from cousin subs i swear on everything holy in my children's lives i bet zero money on the greenway packers this year swear i would okay. tell you if i did you see how serious I got there? Yeah, I got a yeah. story. So, we des, were fun. despite all my <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, despite all my faith in the Packers, I failed miserably in fantasy football. I made it to championship in the guys' league, big money league. Lots of you know smack talk going on. I started Josh Allen over Jordan Love, and I lost the championship by like five oh. points.
0: Are Do you, you have serious? to take the
5: HCT? It was, it was it was bad why did you
0: why did you go with over Love I Love's our guy you're Tony McToderson. what are I we know. doing
5: I know right. a- And McCaffrey got hurt and Higgins got it was like it was just a horrible championship game for me but I didn't start if I would have started Love I would have
4: won oh I mean that'll learn ya.
5: Yep. Now, now oh, you know, it, yep. Yep. now you know going forward
4: now you know hey at least now we know
0: Justin so you- we always love having you in studio with us thanks for bringing the treats thanks for bringing the Bobby Bobby headbands and whatnot and we look forward to chatting with you again soon thank you 800 990 3776. That is your Q2 call to play Superb Owl Squares here with us on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
3: It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. My father would always say, and there's a rhyme and a reason to it. He said, if you wear your rubbers in the house, you'll go blind. Do the two youngsters on the show here even know what rubbers are? I'm talking the ones that go over the shoes on 945 ESPN. Here we go.
0: This is your cue to call, 800-990-3776. It is time to play Superb Owl Squares for your chance to be entered into our big board for the big game on Sunday. We'll go out to the phone lines. Let's check in with Dumpy in West Bend. Dumpy, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Are you ready to play Superb Owl Squares?
3: Just ask me the question
4: and don't say A.M. No, I'm going to ask you a question, Dumpy. Let me ask you a different question. If you end up getting this question correct, do you have a spot picked out in your house for that Mark Jamura framed signed jersey?
3: Right above the back. That's <laughs> what I like to hear. Hey, <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, here we go. Who is the only quarterback to win a Super Bowl and then play for a different team the following season?
3: Joe so- Montana?
4: That is incorrect. Trent Dilfer was the answer we were looking for. Won Where did these... he go, Gabe? Uh, it's a I great he, question.
3: Uh, Seattle, I think. It might have been Seattle. Yes, I'm confident in that because I know he was under Hasseldork.
4: Whoa! <laughs>
0: Shots
4: fired. <laughs> well, I mean, they played together. What you I have guess against the
0: Hasselbacks.
4: That's what I call them, Hasseldork.
0: Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, I thought it yeah. was. I didn't. I th- so it's an endearing nickname. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because they're pals. They're oh. BC boys. I'm sorry that we had to clarify that, as though he doesn't have people that he genuinely dislikes. Oh, Chewy likes everybody. Eric and Madison, you're up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Are you ready to play Superb Owl Squares?
4: I am. Which NFL franchise played the most seasons before winning its first championship? Which NFL franchise played the most seasons before winning its first championship?
1: Could have been the Lions this year. Uh, Let's go Seattle.
4: Good guess, but incorrect. The New Orleans Saints, the correct answer, they went 43 seasons between their inception and then winning the Super Bowl.
0: 800-990-3776, your cue to call to play superb Owl Squares, your chance to get entered into our big board for the big game on Sunday. We will have 10 folks, 10 contestants playing on Sunday. Let's go out to Greg in Germantown. Greg, you're up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Are you ready to play superb Owl Squares?
2: Absolutely.
4: Who is the only quarterback to lose two Super Bowls before turning 28? Who is the only quarterback to lose two Super Bowls before turning the age of 28? John Elway. That is a correct answer. Uh, All right. John
0: Elway. Nice. let like some muscles. No hesitation. No. Hard to the hole. Just knew it right away. Greg and Germantown, congratulations. You will be entered into our big board for the big game on Sunday. Everybody gets 10 squares. Is that right? Yeah. Everybody gets 10, 10 squares. Em. Really? 10. What? So count them. 10. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a 10. Ten squares on our big board for the big game. And, of course, we will uh, let the winner know afterward who wins. I think it's randomly selected, right, though? We just randomly plop them in to the spots? Yes. I'm I'm the
1: one doing it. And I'm just putting names in squares that are not determined their numbers yet. So it's just completely random. All right. Let me
3: do the drawing.
4: Well, there so
1: no trying. Yeah,
4: so because you have the squares. So on one side, on one side of the grid, you have Kansas City. On the other side of the grid, you have San Francisco. And then you take the last number of the point total of the point total that they score. So if okay. the final score is Kansas City twenty-eight, San Francisco twenty-four. It's eight from Kansas City, four. You match ah. up the square. That person wins the autographed, framed, chewy jersey. Go to ESPNWisconsinContests.com for official contest rules. And I'm
0: glad that we got to explain the rules to Chew. <laughs> 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 How the game works. <laughs> that was fun. 800 uh, 990 Lots of a reaction rolling into our conversation about NFL officiating. Zach saying, I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel with officiating, but when you have refs like Brad Allen, whose statistics show is wrong a lot, you have to do something to fix or get rid of repeat offenders. I like the idea of VR training or crews that are in constant training that can replace these really bad crews. The one thing I would like is just more transparency. Because the one thing, you know, I
4: know one of the biggest feedback things that I see anytime officiates talked about online, well, why don't they use the Sky Judge? Well, sometimes they do. And they do it under the after further discussion, we're doing this to correct whatever call. Well, how come you do that? in that point of the game, but then the, yeah. this other coach has to use a challenge to get a call correct. I don't understand. So I think more transparency and explanation of how this whole thing works, I think, would be better
1: for everybody. I also think the pool report that happens after, where the official basically reads the rule back to people instead of saying, maybe we got that wrong one wrong, or we saw this. They just kind of do nothing about it, I think that would help. I like well. the
0: accountability in Major League Baseball where there's a Twitter account that basically says how successful the umpires and officials were at their balls and strike calls. Un- unfortunately, that's just some dude who does it. 100%, but I like the idea that yeah. you can say after a game, here's the evidence, right? Mm-hmm. We compared it with the pitch tracker and here's where he got it right and here's where he got it wrong. How about fa- that's transparency, right? Are, how
3: about- you okay? Are you okay with more replay?
0: I am okay with more replay. Um, You got to find a way I,
4: to expedite it You can't yeah. You can't have these games If they do
1: VAR out. then maybe But it's got to be quick It's got to be faster It's entertainment I want action I don't want to see a guy Standing in front of a screen
4: Or watching. another two and a half minute Commercial break
1: yeah. Even though Well they might like that In the NFL Well
4: I know they might like that In the <laughs> NFL cha cha cha
0: We put it on the Gen Game of Chewy Twitter poll The Packers switching from a 3-4 To a 4-3 Makes you feel what? 85% of people saying excited seems like everybody just wanted to change, right? So whatever transition comes along with that, whatever hiccups come along with that, whatever speed bumps come along with that, you're willing to take it because it's new. It's different. It's not what it was. Thanks for hanging out with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Wildey and is next on ESPN Milwaukee.